Well, good morning. If we haven't met, my name's Michelle. Welcome to anyone that's possibly new. Come into this space um, filled with passionate people, um, loving God and pursuing God in our journey. This week, um, as um, our week was uh, unfolding, my son-in-law's um, husband of Chantel, um, messaged me. And he messaged me and asked me the question, Michelle, do you have a VCR? And I um, was able to proudly respond and say no, because we've done a big clean out. Um, but I did remember, I'm like, I remember some gadget I bought for Jeff, and I thought it was, you know, in the VCRs, you can convert them over to the digital. I thought I had bought that. So I went on search. I'm like, let me go and have a look around and I'll see what I bought him and I'll let you know if this is going to help you. So I went along and I tried to find the gift, went into Jeff's study, that's um, an adventure, and um, I went in there, I found the gift and what sadly, uh, it was not the VCR that um, Tyler was after, but it was the converter off the slides and the negatives, you know, the negative, the film that you would have in cameras. Now, I met some kids this morning in the room. You're going to have no idea what I'm talking about in this moment. What would happen, but I'll, I'll share with you because this is the response of what we used to have to do back in the day, all in order just to press the button and take a photo. What we would do is you'd have this film and you'd buy the film. You can buy in rolls of 12 or 24 or 36. You put it in your camera, have to use up all the photos. So you don't want to waste them. Use up all the photos and you go to the photo lab um, you know, your big W's or wherever it is, um, drop the film off, they process it, then a week later you go and pick up the photos and then you get the photos and you're like, wow, and then there's only like seven that are good because all the rest are blurry. Um, <laughs> that was it. Well, anyhow, I had bought Jeff this gift and here it is. Here's the gift. It's still wrapped. It hasn't been opened. The cling wrap's on there. The gift hasn't been utilised. Now, as a bit of a disclaimer, I won't throw him under the bus, that um, I am the most IT in our family, which isn't saying a lot. Um, and so I bought him the gift because he would like his slides and these photos all there now to be on digital. So um, to the fairness, that I, my, the gift was that I would do that as well. But you would be a little bit curious, right? Like, open it up, see what it is, see how it works, what the gadgets are, none of that. The gift, some five years later, <laughs> is still, five years plus even, honestly, five years is generous. And um, the gift is still here, unopened, and now probably technology is advanced again where we don't even need this thing. But anyhow, this is it, and poor Tyler didn't get his, um, didn't get his VCR. This morning we're opening up in scripture in 2 Timothy um, chapter and in Timothy what we see is throughout Timothy's life that he um, is going about doing the work of Christ and what he has in his life is Paul who is, encourages him along the way. We see this throughout the, both 1 and 2 Timothy, where Paul is encouraging Timothy along this journey of what he is doing, the work of Christ in and through his life. How much do we all need a Paul in our life? I was reflecting on that this week, and as I received a text message from my friend Chris encouraging me for today, and I'm like, as we go about this journey of life, as we go about more than just this journey of life, but as followers of Christ, where we look at things that are eternal, how much more do we need someone in our world 
that he's going to shoot you us, uh, shoot you the encouraging message, shoot us um, a thing to say, I'm praying for you, be able to come into our worlds and encourage us along that journey. Here at True North, we are all for mentors to be able to have someone in your world, maybe a friend, maybe someone who's like just is part of your world who can be able to encourage you along that journey. We are all for that. If you haven't got that, look at this group of people. They're all amazing. Tap someone on the shoulder. It'll be good. So we're going to open that up in um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Oh, I've got the screen so big. I'm turning 50 next year, that's why. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. How good's Paul? He prays twice a day, night and day always. He is praying that in the situation that he's found himself, where he's contained and confined, that what he does have the power to do is to be able to pray. I don't know if there's anyone in this room and for whatever reasons that, you know, you can't, you're not that mobile or you're not able to do much. What you can do is a very powerful thing, and that is to pray and to be able to have that. As we look at Imagine Conference coming this week, how much do we recognise that prayer moves things? How much do we recognise that as we come before God, before all that we do, that we pray? So if you're out there and you're like, I'm probably limited in what I'm doing right now, I encourage you, as Paul does, to be able to utilise the time you've got and to be able to pray. We have a prayer meeting, 7am every Wednesday morning over here. Bethy leads us. All are welcome. Come along. We'd love to see you. Verse 4. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded lives in you. What? When I read this the very first time some years ago, I was like mind blown because I got a grandma Lois and I've got a mum Eunice and I'm like, what? (laughs) But not quite the same. Same, same, but different. My grandma is from my dad's side and I remember my dad giving giving me her Bible, my nana. She was born in 1908 and she was brought up in the Catholic church. And all throughout this Bible, what I love reading is the side notes of what she's written what she's underlined, what she's written there is the, the power of life of Christ Jesus, the, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in here, the Holy Spirit that's written in here, the, um, the power of healing of Christ Jesus that's all written in here. Billy Graham's um, address is also in here. Just <laughs> She was on fire, um, old Nana over here. And so when I, when I read that and when I, I think of this, this woman... And I think about the generations before and what is probably happening here with Lois is that she's that that Christian that is paving the way for those to come. She has found this faith and she's living it out and it's evident in her life. Paul sees it in Eunice and he is now persuaded it's in Timothy. So we're going to keep going. Verse 6. For this reason... 
I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Some would say, some translations, sound mind. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Who's received that grace? Oh, man, have we ever... This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. He knew what he was about. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you have heard from me, keep this as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that wasn't entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So this morning, as we, we look at this scripture, as we hear the words of Paul encouraging Timothy over here, what he's saying, and some translations will, will say either like fan, fan into flames or stir the gift, that Paul here is encouraging Timothy. And he's saying that through the laying on of my hands, fan into flame the gift that is within you. Now, just before these verses and before um, what he speaks here, he goes, I see it. I see it in your grandmother, Lois. I see it in your mother, Eunice. And I'm convinced, Timothy, it's in you as well. So here's my encouragement to you. Start fanning into flames that gift that I know it is in you. I know you're passionate. I know it's in you. I know you have a faith. But by the same token... He's not saying that it's not evident in Timothy. He's saying, like, let, let's, let's see more of it. Let's fan it into flames. Let's see that thing blaze within you. He's saying, so here's this encouragement to Timothy, that there is more in you that we have yet seen. And I think it would be the same for many of us in this room, that for each one of us, there are all sorts of gifts in the midst of this congregation. There are all sorts of gifts out there online as you're watching that God has placed in our lives. And I think like Timothy, and as Paul is encouraging Timothy in his journey, in his work of what Christ is doing in and through his life, there is a lot of potential that is not yet tapped in us. Would we agree? Do we identify that? That in our lives... That the fanning of the gift, the potential of what is in us, there is still yet more to be seen in our lives. There is still more yet to come out of our lives. So Paul is passionate. He is passionate for Timothy because Timothy has got a lot of work in front of it. He is doing a lot of work for Christ in and through where God has placed him. And so Paul now says, be bold, stir it up. Get it going. Allow that little flicker to become a flame in you by fanning what has been placed in you, Timothy. I laid my hands on you. I have prayed for you. I know what gifts are in you. 
You've got to fan it. We've got to see it. We've got to blaze because the work of Christ is out there for us. And it says here, God hasn't given you a spirit of timidity. He hasn't given you fear, would translate. So when he's talking to Timothy, it's not that Timothy is uh, like Timothy, like just he's scared, he's like holding back, he's timid, he's fearful. I think through the reading of what I've done about Timothy is that he's probably got a normal amount of courage like you and I. What he has got is this enormous responsibility because what's happening in the book of Acts where we read is that there are many Christians coming. There are church plants happening. There is this gospel of the name of Jesus Christ. It is going out and it is blazing and it is going far and wide. And so what, what the work of Timothy, there is a lot going on. And so what Paul is saying here is that to fan into flames a gift. It's not like he's shying away. It's not like he's scared of what's happening. It's not like he's timid. He's probably got a normal amount of courage there with this enormous amount of what the work of Christ is happening at the time in Ephesus, that God's word is spreading. God's work is um, happening. People and many Christians are there and congregations are starting up. Can you imagine it if we were here today and just like wildfire and I pray for that day (laughs) that there we cannot contain it that the work of Christ is going out and it is far more enormous than what we can handle and so Paul is saying come on Timothy it's in you I know it's in you I'm I'm certain it is in you you can't be passive you can't just stay back and let it all happen there's There's the work to be done and there's a gifting in you and there is potential in you. And so we've got to fan that into flames to be able to see the gift of God in our lives, being able to be used and and utilised, be able to have that potential within us to be worked out from our lives. I, um, many years ago, there, there was a moment where we were getting set up. On the Monday, I had this great vision that for Mother's Day off that Sunday, that week, that we would make these flowers and um, we would make these flower photo board um, for all the mums coming in. Mums love a good photo with the family. And so I thought we could do this. And Jasmina's just walking in great because she was one of the many instruments of making this thing work. It was Jasmina and Dean. I can't remember, uh, Dee, I don't know if Alex was there. And and Vicky on this occasion, she became part of the family um, as a result of making flowers together. And so we made all these flowers throughout the week. Sorry, they made all the flowers throughout the week. And um, many, many hours cutting, snipping, gluing, all, the, all of the things. And so that was happening. And then on the Saturday, Vicky and myself, we came and we got it set up ready for church. And as our cafe operates throughout the week to all our community, which is amazing, um, this one lady ordered a coffee. She had the active wear on. She had the Bluetooth headpiece in. She was on the phone. She was chatter, chatter, chatter. And like, say this is the foyer and we had, had that set up. And um, then she, she looks and then she looks back and then she takes another look and then she's like, oh, can you do one of these for me in blue? <laughs> Actually, can we have the photo up? And, and we're like, and so this is what the amazing lady's gifted, right? Um, 
And I'm like, oh, listen, we would, we're just volunteers. We're setting up for Sunday. Um, we, we don't do this. We, like, this is not a business, nothing we're doing. We're just, we're just volunteering our time on a Saturday getting this thing done. And she's like, no, no, no. Um, just like this, but in blue. And we're like... We're like, no, we, we, we honestly, and then I'm trying to pass it over to Vicky. I'm like, Vicky, would you like to do it for her? And she's like, no. She's like, willing to pay the dollars as well, let me tell you. And we're like, no, no, sorry, we're, we're just volunteering. And, um, and then she's like, she wouldn't let up. She's like, can I have your phone number? I gave her the phone number. Um, and then she got talking and we like, found out a little bit about who she is and, and what she does. And she does events. And what? And as she started talking, she talked about um, these balloons. So she does all the balloons things. Maybe the picture of the balloons now. And so I was very curious because there was a women's conference coming up. And the other vision for that was let's do some balloons. And so I'm trying to pick her brain with all these balloons, of which she was just so confident in that she has she knows balloons, she does balloons, she loves balloons, and she's excellent at balloons. And so she tells us. You stick at your thing, doing these flowers, and I'll do the balloons for you, basically, is what she's telling us. Little does she know, all these amazing, talented people in the midst of us, some of us have gifts of balloons. And so we have recruited all the people. So we've got Jan and Sam blowing up, as you can see, many balloons. And in the midst of that, utilising gifts, but in the midst of that again, Jan being able to connect with Sam, input into her life, generations of being in her world. And then we've got, when it comes down to the finer detail of then, you know, making the balloon stay in that pattern, then we've got Carly and Vicky, who are attention to detail, who know their stuff, who are able to be able to get that vision the way we want it and the balloons to remain up and they stayed up the entire time. People utilising and using their giftings. But what, I, what came away from that conversation, interaction with Shannon, is that what I loved in this woman is that she knew who she was. You'll hear all about Lindas and Karens and um, Debbies and all these things that are a bit negative. I've adopted the name Shannon because Shannon's amazing. If you're a Shannon out there, you're amazing because Shannon's know who they are. Shannon knew what she was gifted in and she was not going to hide that from anybody in that moment. That she just It wasn't over the top. It wasn't like underestimating who she was. She just stood in the ground of what she knew. And I think many of us shrink away or hide it or stand back from it or don't step into it, but not Shannon. So when you see someone being amazing, call them a Shannon. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I do in, all my, in our staff. They all know Shannon now. Shannon's great. Now the whole church knows this is good. Paul encourages Timothy to be able to not be passive, but be bold and stir up the gift, to be able to fan that into flames, to be able to know who you are. This week at prayer meeting, this is what you get when you come to prayer meeting with Bethy, she brought um, this um, little snippet, which I, I thought was perfect for today, thank you Jesus, um, was this idea of what humility is. 
And this was written by, in an article by Dave Adamson. He was a pastor here in Australia, is now in North Point Church in America. And he wrote about, and there's just this little definition of humility of which I'm going to speak about. And it talks about that literal definition of that is this word anava. And it is to occupy your God-given space in this world. Not to overestimate it and not to underestimate it. So when we talk about our giftings, it's not like we go around there and be sprouting that all over the place. But it's just to remain and to be able to occupy this God-given space that God has given to us. Mine is different to yours and yours is different to mine. But we occupy the space in which we've been given. And we fan into flames all that God has put in us. We don't allow it to burn out. We don't allow it to simmer down. But we hold the ground and we occupy the space of what God has given to each one of us. That as we go out of this gathering on a Sunday, that we scatter all throughout our city. And do we occupy the space that God has given us there? Do we utilise our gifts that God has given us there? And I would say yes. But what I'm seeing from this scripture is that I am sure for every single one of us, there is more yet to be disclosed. There's more yet to be seen in our lives. That when we go out from here, we come into this space, we, we meet with the, the living word of God. And the living word of God that says this morning that there is more in us. That there is that potential, the giftings that God has given us that there he wants to do more in us. It goes on to um, verse 7. And Paul now encourages Timothy. He says, for this reason, why we can be bold, because the spirit God gave us doesn't make us timid. That does not come from God. Fear is not anything God has given us. Fear is not from God. Now, there are all factors on where we will maybe feel scared or fear fearful. But here's one thing to know and to understand today. That fear has not come from God. It has not come from God. So he's like, Timothy, here's, here's the truth. Fear hasn't come from God. But what has come? Power, love, and self-discipline. Power, love, and self-discipline. That's what God gives us. I remember when I first started preaching, and I'm sure many of you gracious people have also. When I would stand up here, people, if you never experienced this um, awkward situation, and my, the mic would go like this, the voice would quiver. It was like out of control. So gracious is our church. And so to one point, I'm like, Ryan, the hands are really out of control this day. I'm like, can you give me a headset? So then that they, people won't see the microphone going. Um, because when we talk about fear, I was on the radar, if we have a radar, maybe 200% fear when I'd have to stand up here. It was fear trembling because I geniusly throughout all of school, 
avoided any public talking. I thought I was a hero with this. And then God just comes in great ways and says, here you go. But here's what I'm about. You say yes, and then you work it out later. You say yes, and then you work it out later. So when fear came, and it took, it took a long time, and I'm still in the process and journey, people. But when fear was high, and it was like up here, at, I wanted to do that, but the microphone. Um, and when it's up high at 200%, what happened in my world is that the power, the love of God, the knowing how much God loves me, the knowing that God is with me, the knowing that God is for me, the knowing that if I step out and I give it a little stir, God will show up in me. That that tips and counteracts the balance of fear, right? It tips it on its head because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God hasn't made us timid, but God has. And when we focus on what God has, the rest fall to the ground because he has given us a spirit of um, power, love and sound mind, self-discipline, controlled, calm mind. And I don't know how that might relate in your world. But there are moments where we will fear fearful. When we go to the royal show and no one wants to go on the gee whiz because <laughs> they're too scared. <laughs> there are moments where we'll have that. <laughs> Last week, if you wasn't here, I wanted to go to the, um, the royal show. I love the royal show. Um, one year, Jeff thought it would be great we disciplined the kids and not go to the show. Well, what about me? Anyhow, we, I didn't go. I was tempted to go without them. Um, but there will be moments where fear will come. There'll be moments where we feel fearful. And it might be a phys physical thing. It might be something that is spiritual. It may be things that are happening around us. But to know that the power of God, the love of God, is the one who is for us. And when we make that the focus, when we make that the thing that we go for, those other things start to fall away. Does it happen overnight? I had years of trembling up here, people. It doesn't necessarily, which I wish it had have just happened like that. But the concentration and the focus that my God is for me, my God is with me, my God says I have all power, all love and all authority in this space. And that is what I'm choosing to focus on. That is what I'm choosing to focus on. As we wrap it up here today, there are gifts maybe you're thinking of that God has placed in your life, where God has positioned you, placed you, and there's gifts within you. Maybe someone has laid hands on you and prayed things into your life. And you're like, yeah, I remember that. And I remember it sitting there. Maybe you just know what they might be. Maybe you've just said yes and you're just working things out. But this morning I want to encourage any of us that maybe like that campfire or the fire pit, just a popular great thing to do at the minute, that sometimes the fire goes down and sometimes it feels like the fire's about to go out. My encouragement to you today, like Paul it was to Timothy, is that we can stir it up. 
that as soon as we stir and, you know, you get that stick and that prongy thing, I don't know the actual term, and woof, the fire comes back. I would love to pray for us. I'd love to invite you to stand on your feet. Because in this room, there is so much untapped potential, I believe. And maybe you're recognising that in your life. Maybe you're recognising that here and now. Maybe God is speaking to you about that. If you're watching online and you're like, yeah, that is me. Show us some praise hands. And on Wednesday, we'll be praying for you. Because there is a potential in you that God wants to unlock. There are gifts in this room that God wants to unlock. And I'm going to invite us that as part of the stirring, a part of the moving, that you come up the front, and just as that response of coming down to say, God, I want more. I know what's in me. When I stand up here today, I have seen how far I've come, but I know God has more in my life. I know I am not done yet. That there is a potential that as I bring it to God, as God and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we haven't seen it all yet, that God has more for us. So I'm going to invite you as our team play, and they're going to sing that song, Brave that you would come out. I'm going to invite our teams, Bethy and Chrissy and all our friends, Riley and, and friends, to come and pray. So I want to pray that there will be a, a release over this place, that as we boldly come, as we boldly stand before God and say, God, I want more of what is in me, what you've placed in my life to be evident in and through my life. So as the team come and as they play, I'd invite you to come forward. Love to pray for you.